All right, welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Tuesday, August 18th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. I have on the show today ESPN's Mike Triplett after the first day of padded practice for the Saints in their training camp this year. Mike, it is my favorite time of year because we can interpret everything that <laughs> anyone says and we go Nicolas Cage in national treasure mode and we just try to decipher every underlying thing that they might be saying in the statement that they make. <laughs> well, you said your favorite time of year. So what do you mean is your favorite time of year? Is this the first day of OTAs in May? Or is this the first day of training camp in July? Or is this like, we just had the second preseason game because we've got a game in three weeks? <laughs> no, for, no, it is the first day of, of padded practice so that we can we can see who looks good in pads, who looks overly muscular in pads, yeah. who's slimmed down in pads, who's maybe injured, maybe is just having a vet day. Maybe, you know, some guys are at this position and might be practicing at another position. It's just really my favorite to look at the transcripts of everything that the coaches or anyone is talking about. Maybe look into their body language a little bit and then slowly start to deteriorate everything that they're saying into a conclusion of our own. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start with Drew's hair. You asked about his hair yesterday. Uh, he said that he's getting a little wispy up top and it is also uh, easier to stay cool. What do you think about his new hair as a former buzz cutter yourself? Uh, look, he's absolutely right on both counts. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, the third category of hair is how does it look? And, you know, I'll leave that for others to decide, but it's absolutely the, the smartest direction to go if you feel like you're thinning on top, but no question in this heat. Uh, having the kind of hair that you have right now is ridiculous. You should be shaved to, for, to get to a training camp. Listen, if I could rock the buzz cut look, I absolutely would <laughs> if I could. All right, let's get into the first uh, deciphered message of camp. It was Sean yesterday talking about um, the guard and center position. Obviously, the Saints drafted uh, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan, and we the intent was to have him at the center position, or actually we weren't sure which position he was going to be at, center or guard, um, but we heard Sean Payton yesterday say that Eric McCoy took some snaps at center and that they were going to trade off every few days or so. What do you interpret from what Sean said yesterday about that position? Well, I think for the offseason, I think I was like – 55% Ruiz at center, 45% at McCoy. And I got to flip-flop that now because we've seen yeah. one practice and we saw McCoy at center. It's just a time issue. Uh, there is only so much time to really retrain two guys um, if you want to make the switch. McCoy's got to learn how to play uh, guard after playing center every game last year. And, and Ruiz would be, you know, training to, to – play center for a new team and get adjusted with Drew Brees. So I think it's quite possible that the abbreviated offseason will will lean them toward just keeping Ruiz at right guard if, if all looks well. They, I'm sure they will cross-train because they should do that anyway. It's always good for guys to be ready to play multiple positions. But unless we definitely go out to practice every day and see them rotating every two days and, and it looks like a 50-50 split, it's hard not to assume that McCoy at center is, is at least the front runner right now. 
Yeah, and obviously I'm not in the coaching room. I'm not, you know, going to interpret anything that they've been saying. But it seems like the smarter move, especially because, you know, we've heard rookies countless times say, you know, in the first year they were just performing strictly on instinct. And after that first season, they learn a lot about the mistakes they made, how they can be better moving forward. And like you said, time isn't exactly on anyone's side nowadays. And it seems like the smarter move to just keep McCoy at the center position. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be. Uh, definitely, you know, I mean, I think they'll figure it out either way. Right. Uh, we do know those are the two starters either way. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, if we go back out there Wednesday and we go back out there Thursday and we keep Sam McCoy at center, it's, it's hard not to think they're just going to stick with that. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, the next position, uh, Mike, was – or the next person I wanted to talk about was Emmanuel Sanders because uh, we've been seeing all offseason the work that he's been putting in with Drew on his own, um, obviously something that Saints fans have keepin', kept an eye on. How much does having Emmanuel Sanders on this roster make the defense better? Because we've heard about Marshawn and Mike Thomas going at it um, at their position battles, going, you know, neck and neck, and that Marshawn has said that Mike makes him better. How much does having just another weapon on the offense make the same secondary better? Well, it's a really good point, Carolyn, because he's also such a savvy weapon. Like, um, a, a lot of times when the offense goes against the defense in practice every day, you know exactly what the guy in front of you is going to do. You know the plays, you know the routes, you know how he operates. Now now they're they're facing a guy that they don't know very well and a guy who is just known for his stellar route running and a veteran who, you know, probably has a ton of tricks in his bag. So they're going to see a lot from him, uh, um, you know, especially since he's a guy who can play inside, outside and he can do things after the catch. Uh, uh, that I, I completely agree. I'm very excited about what Emmanuel Sanders can bring to the offense, but that's also going to be very good training for the defense. On the defensive end, um, Mike, Malcolm Jenkins, how much does his veteran leadership help just training camp? Because, you know, in the past, we've had a fairly young, or the Saints have had a fairly young secondary. How much does his veteran presence and leadership and kind of him just being outspoken help the secondary kind of take their, their defense to the next level? Well, I think that potentially could be big. Um, this secondary is funny because I think so many people have, have loved all the individual players so much. Uh, and, and they have so much talent, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Williams, and I thought Eli Apple even did some real nice things. Von Bell, of course. But yet the consistency as a whole was the thing that wasn't there. There would be a blip like that 49ers game last year where guys were just caught out of position uh, or there'd be a breakdown here or a breakdown there. So we, we know this secondary is loaded with individual talent. Uh, so I think it can only help to bring in a guy who's known for being one of the best in the league at lining guys up, making adjustments on the field, communicating with guys, being a coach on the field, leader on the field type. Uh, that can only help a, a position that is so loaded with young talent. Mike, last year um, was my first time being out there for training camp. How are things different this year for the media or are they different for the media? Well, yesterday felt a lot to me like a typical, like I said, OTA. Okay. Um, um, before the fans are out there for minicamp for the first time. That, that what's different is that uh, there's a game in four weeks. That's what's right. so different. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I'm like, this feels just like any other uh, May uh, 11th practice that we've ever been to, only it's uh, August uh, 17th. So <laughs> that, that was the biggest difference. But yeah, obviously, we're all going through our COVID testing. There's so many fewer people there. We're so used to having a, a crowd of a couple thousand people out there and trying to uh, trying to kneel down so we're not in their way. <laughs> um, but uh, um, but yeah, that's what it felt. It felt like a May practice. And, you know, that's going to be each week. So this week, uh, last I guess last week was probably May. This week is uh, June. Next week is July. And then the fourth <laughs> week will be August. You know, you mean you don't miss being heckled by fans to get down? I always did my best <laughs> to get out of the way. You do. You do. My I knees will. aren't what they used to be. <laughs> you do always uh, try your best. We saw the uh, premiere, and you wrote an article about it on ESPN yesterday of Tamus. Oh man, that was your, the highlight of my day yesterday. That was great, and and I don't really, I don't know if I buy if that was just a slip of the tongue or if that was actually a name that one of the coaches brought up in the coach in the quarterback room. Tamus, uh, Tamus was too smooth. It. Yeah, it, it's very easy to do, though. <laughs> um, so whatever the reason, he just needs to beat, you know, all the local T-shirt shops to the <laughs> trademarking. I mean, I know, uh, you know, Drew Drew has a lot going for him in the business world, in the football world, but he can't let anyone take that from him. He, he was the first one to introduce it to the public, and he needs to make sure that he locks that one down. Yeah, make some money off of that one. So, Mike, tell me, how how unique was it to see those three red jerseys yesterday in Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, Jameis, and, and Jameis? Um, how unique was it to see those three caliber of quarterbacks out there together? It, it was absolutely what stood out to me most yesterday. I mean, I went in with a list of all the things I was going to, you know, who's playing center, who's playing guard, where's Zach Vaughn lined up, how does Emmanuel Sanders look? But you're taken with, like especially those drills where two of them were throwing it at once and they're like dropping back in, in lockstep with each other and one throws right and one throws left to see uh, Drew Brees and Jameis Winston out there. Now, obviously we had that when Teddy Bridgewater was here too, uh, but, you know, it, it, it was, you know, just really obvious that this was the first time we ever got to see Jameis Winston in a Saints uniform playing for the Saints. And, and yeah, I mean, there have been so many years I've covered Saints camp where when the ones are done, you kind of uh, catch up on your notes or maybe, you know, post a tweet that you've been saving or something like that. Right. But you want to watch the twos and you want to watch the threes just as much as you want to watch the ones. You want to watch every every snap with these guys. Yeah, and it almost seems, Mike, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like there are more storylines to look after this year just because we haven't had those OTAs and mini camps to kind of sort through those storylines. So it now seems like every single storyline is coming you know, this first day of padded practice, you have Sheldon Rankins, Marcus Davenport, the free agents, you have rookies, you have pretty much everything happening at one time on one day through these next, you know, four weeks until the first game. No, you're, you're right. I mean, I guess the one, the one good thing with that is uh, uh, there's so many known commodities on the team. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so funny. I made uh, Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankins is another great one. I listed like the five burning questions, and that was one of them. I think they're the ultimate X factor on this team. But I, I noted when I was looking through the pictures last night, I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't make uh, one observation at all about Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins, Demario Davis, Cam you know, just all the uh, pro bowlers that we already know are good. <laughs> yeah, they're old hat. They're old news. You know, yeah. you know that they're going to be consistent. 
Um, Mike, before I let you go, Marcus Davenport, how, how interesting was it that he said that he really had to take time out of his offseason to put more of an emphasis on football? Because, you know, you and I, we've met Marcus. We know he's a little bit into anime, a little bit into music. <laughs> like, he has a lot of, you know, wide-ranging interests, and it was very interesting to hear an NFL player say that they had to take a particular interest in, in football in the offseason. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure he's probably describing what a lot of guys felt to one concern or another. You had to be really self-motivated this offseason. Uh, it would have been really easy to slack. Uh, um, uh, but uh, I think one thing that's also driving all these guys, in addition to just being naturally competitive, is, and we've heard some players say it, they, uh, uh, they know what's at stake this year. Uh, they know that they're a Super Bowl front runner with – probably as good a chance as they're ever going to have while this roster is as complete as it, as it is right now. And they don't want to let uh, this chance slip away, even, even in an unconventional off season like this one. Well, we'll have to look after a lot of things. Like you said, just four weeks until the first game, uh, a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover for not only us, but the saints. <laughs> Thanks Mike. I appreciate you coming on. Anytime. Thanks to Mike for joining me on today's show. On Thursday's show, we will have Kinley Peck. She is a nine-year-old who can recite the entire 80-man roster going into training camp. So we will have Kinley on the show. Excited to talk to her and her dad about her Saints fandom and how in the heck she memorized all 80 players on the roster. And she has a little uh, motion that all of the players do. She does their little celebration. She let her hair down when she was talking talking about Alex Anzalone. So excited for that interview with Kinley and excited for all of the information that we have coming your way on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints app. Like I said, thanks to Mike for joining us on the show today. We'll keep you up to date with everything on the Saints app and NewOrleansSaints.com, including uh, articles from our very own John DeShazer. We'll have podcasts, we have photos, we have videos, interviews, everything that you need. All things Saints are of it is available on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints app. All right, I'm Caroline Gonzalez. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today, and we'll touch back on Thursday.